Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to a very special episode of A Date with Dateline. Thanksgiving special. Yes. And even though it's Thanksgiving, we picked a dentist because we're not that smart. But we know that Mank will forgive us because he knows that our love for him is undying. Yes. In an appropriate way. Yes. And also, we recorded this episode a while ago. Yeah, we recorded this early in 2020 before it became the worst year of our Lord. Mm -hmm. So um, we might sound happier and more cheerful. And we might be talking about things like going out and other foreign concepts. Yes. Seeing people and things like that. But Ignore I think it. it's uh, no, it's appreciated. It's like a throwback. It's like a vintage. Yeah, a nicer time. But you, yeah, you may notice a few things like that. Yeah. This episode is called "At Close Range," uh, featuring the story of a school superintendent. It might be his girlfriend. It might be someone he met on Match. dot com. It's very exciting. It's a dentist, which means he has to use his folksy wisdom wisdom to dance around some topics like SCX. So yes, real, real flaming stuff. Get ready for it. Um, so you know we're in for a good time. Yeah. Uh, also, did you have an announcement? I did. Also, I have an announcement. This is the episode for Thanksgiving week. I don't think we're going to see you guys, or you won't hear from us. You never really see us. It's a whole. Never mind. Um, we won't connect like a connective friendship, which you'll hear about in this episode. Until after December 1st, which is the first official day of Whamageddon. So I need to tell you all ahead of time, just be vigilant. Wear your, your, your morning announcement is about Whamageddon. I feel like we were just here. How are we at Whamageddon it's again? A full, it's been a full year. How are we going to do it this year? It doesn't even make sense to do it. You can't go to stores. You could still go to grocery stores like 43 and 43 out of the 50 states. Drugstores and grocery stores are the highest culprits of playing Christmas time music. So, you can also do curbside pickup. This year is yeah, the cheating year. It's very easy this year, um, we're but have we're still going to play. So since it's so easy, we're adding a second little twist. What is we're it? We're also going to be playing Mariah Geddon, which I oh. haven't figured out how to spell yet, but a guy on Twitter created it and it's all i want for christmas is you is the song that you have to avoid from december 1st to the end of december mariah geddon so it's yeah it's like a h i believe he spells it with an a like a capital a h like r a h r like r arnold schwarzenegger kind of armageddon like it's a different like intonation like arm, like I don't know. Interesting. It's weird. All right, I'm, I'll figure out how to spell it. But we're gonna play that too. Good luck. Wear your earbuds. Also, we really want to hear from you if you get out, not when you get out, just if you get out. So tag us in social media with the hashtag Whamageddon and Mariah Geddon and let us know. Also, third twist: there's now a charity involved. There's a British Children's Hospital who is officially partnered with Whamageddon this year. And so if you pledge that you will donate to them, if you get whammed, you can make a little donation to them. And our dear, dear British listener, Ellie, who we love, uh, was treated there when she was six years old. And she is now a grown, healthy woman. And so it's amazing. That's great. 
we will, in, so you, you can donate to them or to any charity of your choosing, whatever you feel in your heart this holiday, if you decide you want to make it a little monetary game. That's great. But that's all. It's very fun. It's good natured, unless you have saboteurs in your house, like sneaky husbands or sassy children who want to get you out. And then in that case, good luck. Well, maybe this is the year that you play in private. You don't Privately tell people play and you're don't playing. tell anyone that you're playing. Um, like I've done every year. Yeah, Katie's but. very private about it because she doesn't she doesn't make a big deal about it. Like I never really know if she's playing or not. If you just don't want to play. Yeah, that's totally fine. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Absolutely no pressure here. No. Um and I've decided I'm gonna start saying pressure nope. instead of pressure. And I decided um. to ignore it. <laughs> just let that let that end with twenty twenty. So I can say it for another month. I okay. let, give, give it a goog slide. And where are we now? Where are we it's, now? We're googing all over the place. It's, it's a goog part fest. of the zeitgeist. Even though it I has. didn't create it. I know I didn't create it. Jillian Pensavalli created it. It's still I've here. I created Bing It or Ask Jeeves. Give it a Bing. Jeeves it. it bing, and now it. we have, thanks to Jake, Alta Vistaing it. So we're just, it's a slippery <laughs> slope is what I'm saying. And I just, I feel like I don't know if I'm going to like where we land. That's all. <laughs> 2020 is a hellscape. It doesn't matter. It just Whatever doesn't it goes. matter. Yeah. 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 I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to make it really long. I'm going to be like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to put in my AOL trial CD. Oh, my god. Sign gosh. up. And then I'm going to ask my internet browser, what is the answer? That's going to be my new gig it a, give it a goop. It's so long. It's, it's the longest so long. process. It's 45 it's so minutes to long. find out if Taco Bell is open past 11. It's the <laughs> longest process ever. Um, everyone, we hope you have a really happy and safe Thanksgiving. Take care of each other. If you're seeing your family, hope you're staying safe. If you're not seeing your family, you're not alone. We're here with you. Yeah. And we are just so grateful for you, all of you. We um, are especially well really all of you period blanket statement period yeah but we are also in addition to all of you grateful for our patreons um at every level the two dollar level every single one of you all the way up just keep the show running so we and we know times are tight right now we appreciate it even more than ever um but all of you listening and sharing telling your friends giving us a review on apple Podcasts, and just like commenting on social media and just being really nice and encouraging like that's, You're making our day brighter. Thank you. You really are. You really are. So thank you. We appreciate you. We uh, we don't take it for granted every day. We're grateful we get to have a podcast. So That is the truth. And we're, we're thankful for Dateline, and I think they know how we feel. So we're always thankful for so. them. I hope so. Yeah, they know. They know. Happy Thanksgiving, um, everyone. Happy Thanksgiving featuring Dennis. It's a twist. Special guest star Dennis. <laughs> so I've just so on whatever Dennis's holiday we decide it is, we're gonna do a mank episode. We have it's, to. It's, it's only it's fair. It's only fair. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Yeah. And for Keith Miss, it's an Andrea. It's, it's gonna just ha- how we it have works. to. Or yeah. maybe a um uh Natalie. Yeah, we might do a Natalie. I might go way back and do an Ann Curry. You oh never my God. know. It's just pandemonium. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, Bye everyone. everyone. We hope you enjoyed the episode. Thank you. Hi, everyone. This is Kimberly. And this is Katie. And you're listening to A Date with Dateline. Take it away, Katie. (gasps) Tonight, I will be hosting our show and doing the recap. Kimberly's going to leave. Bye. She's going off to a date at Red Robin.
with someone she met on Match.com. No, Farmers Only. It was Farmers Only. Oh, well, in this episode, it's Match.com. Yeah, I saw this episode and I switched to Farmers Only. Okay, that's good. We're just like rifling through them. We had eHarmony a little bit ago. Sugardaddies.com. Yeah. Oh, what's the other one? What was the newer one? It was a weird name. Oh, I don't remember. It's going to drive me nuts. It was like a special marketing. And I was like, oh, the marketing's really cute. Was it for a specific group of people? No, but it was like, was it, this is no, your it's time? Just, it's just lunch. Oh, it's just lunch. Yeah. That was the one. Okay. I like, They're all out there. It's your time. Is that for the elderly? Yeah, it is. That's sad. I don't like that. <laughs> your kids are grown. This is your time now. Before, you know. Yeah, before your time is up. Terrible. (laughs) It is kind of bad. So tonight we're going to be covering At Close Range, which premiered on March 21st, 2014. It is episode 22, sorry, season 22, episode 29, hosted by Dennis is Enough. Oh, Dennis. Very restrained Dennis, I thought this time. Not being his full extra self that we've come to know in recent year. Well, this is season 22. So he's still just... Mm-hmm. He's chilling. Um, question. Have you seen this episode before I picked it? Had you seen it? Several times. Ah. Oh. I didn't think I had. And the second it started and they said school superintendent, I was like, oh, this one. I know exactly who did it. Oh. Sorry. It's going to be hard for you to find one that I haven't. I'm on a mission. So yeah. I shall find okay. one. And it's going to be really hard to find. And the video is going to be real wobbly. It's going to be like a dude filming it on his camcorder and then somehow posting it sideways on YouTube. Um, I was And we have to watch it like this, like with our head tilted the whole time. There was one that I really wanted to watch called The Goldfinger Murders. I don't know if you've seen that one. I've seen it. Yeah. Is it it good? Yeah, that's not bad. We could do that one. Oh, we can't because you cannot get it. Oh, you can't get it. Yeah. Um, that's. I told you it's hard to find ones. It's frustrating. So at close range, Kimberly's seen it before. This is my first time. I'm a close Aww. range virgin. Dennis opens the scene. We are clearly somewhere on the East Coast where it snows. We are in Chittaqua, whatever, county, a small town of Climber. And Dennis says, In this place of frozen stillness, the hottest of passions, boiling jealousy, came to call one day. So basically, soap opera, Dennis. Yeah, we're in a tundra, and uh, it's about to get hot and steamy up in here. Uh, Climber is a super small town. Murder never happens there. And suddenly, in September of 2012, the new school superintendent goes missing just a few weeks into the school year. So Keith Reed had just landed his educator's dream job as a top administrator in the Chickasaw County School District. Is superintendent at the top, top of the top? Mm-hmm. Okay. He seemed to be something that he'd always wanted to be. Like it's, he, a high, it's one of the highest probably you could go besides being a member of a presidential cabinet and the head of education. Really? Okay. I don't know. I just made that up. It sounded probably, right, didn't it? It totally did. Did you hear? Yeah. I bought it. Mm-hmm. Find it sicker. Um, we get interviews with his big brother, Kevin, and his oldest daughter, Caitlin, and his middle daughter, Megan, as well. Yeah, the youngest daughter has opted out. I'm not sure where she is, but also all the daughters look like twins. It's mm-hmm. kind of 
startling. Um, mm-hmm. And they all have had a full set of braces because they all have gorgeous teeth. Yeah. That's what I'm going to say. And it's like that very specific kind of braces teeth. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I don't yeah. have that even though I had braces. But I always wanted those braces teeth. I think you have to have a specific shape of teeth in order to get that. Yeah. Yeah. You, they have to be wide like gum, like eclipse gum. And then you get that. Okay. Anyways, so his three daughters are grown when he gets the job as superintendent. And he has been long divorced, but he loves being a dad. Uh, They have really cute stories about how he would like pick them up and swing them around. He seems like a wonderful dad. After we meet the daughters, we meet his long-term girlfriend, Kimberly Roosh. Are we allowed to talk about Kimberly's hair? Okay. Yeah. I mean, are we going to be in fashion? Are we allowed to? Are you going to let us? Are you talking about the like where her, she has the kind of hair that looks like uh, when you take a picture and you turn up the saturation level. It's that bright. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. It's, it's very, very bright platinum blonde. I meant the more the curls. She's going to prom. Our friend, we don't really know them that well, but I think they're probably, I'm thinking that they're our friends. There's an Instagram account called Dateline Hair and they just huh. featured Kimberly. It's their latest post. So go check them out. Did they really? Yeah. Out of nowhere? Yeah. Oh, that's What a coincidence. Yeah, it really is. That's funny. I said that so weird, like I was about to say dink, and then I changed my mind halfway through. I let it go. I was okay. nice. Thanks. Uh, I'm hoping you'll forgive me later on if I mess up. Okay. Things. So longtime girlfriend, Kimberly, they were on again and off again. Um, she had cute stories about him too. He said he was the kind of guy that if a song that he loved was playing... On the radio, he would pull the car over to the side of the road and they would dance. That's the second time this season we have heard that. Yeah. And it made me feel lame that I don't do that. Like I'm a boring person because I keep my dance parties contained inside the car. I also live in L.A. You would get shot if you stepped out of your car and did a dance party. Healthy traffic. Honestly, if you did that and I was in the car, I would think you were having a stroke. (laughs) I would probably call someone. Yeah. And be like, something's like her brain's off. I would yeah, be worried about wrong. you. Not that you're not delightful in your own way, but I can't see you doing that. That's all I'm going to say. Right? Yeah, no, it would be weird. Okay. So on September 22nd, the principal of Clymer High School drives past Keith's house on the way to school and sees his cars in the driveway. Now, he thinks this is odd because Keith is supposed to be at some big educator conference that's clear across the state. So he's, he like thinks about it, makes note of it, and is like, okay, well, you know, I'll see if the cars are still there when I come back. And as he drives back home, the cars are still there. So he pulls inside because he's not nosy at all. He like sort of lets funny. himself inside the house. Yeah, he lets himself in and like is calling for Keith. But also that would tell you like how concerned he was, right? I That's what I was telling myself. It is, like, but Keith is fairly new in town. They're not like best friends. No, I think that they were friends. I think they were because the principal of this school obviously knew Keith because he was a principal before a few towns over. Gotcha. So I think maybe they had maybe kept in touch from conferences and other things. They seem to be friends, right? I don't know. I could be reading into it. Um, It seemed odd. But it did seem like a lot. Uh, So... The girls are also noticing that something is off because 
They both talked to their dad every day, and neither one of them had heard from him over the weekend, even though they were calling him. Wait, so, but like, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt. Yeah. What if the, wouldn't the coworker boss guy think he maybe took a taxi to the airport? Oh, Why that's he, a really good point. This is before he finds out that he didn't show up at the conference. So wouldn't he just go, he must have taken, I mean, this was probably before Uber was very popular, but there are still taxis. Uh, but he took, the conference was across the state, meaning I think he was supposed to drive there. Oh, okay. I don't think he was flying. I got it. Okay. That was my thought. Scratch my uh, objection but, then. But good point. Um, sustained. So they're not able to get a hold of him. So a school official calls Keith's brother. I- I'm guessing everyone kind of knows each other because I don't yeah. understand why the brother is called, but that's fine. Calls Kevin, who turns out was an FBI agent for 20 years. And Kevin I like is, him. I like Kevin so much. And he yeah. is on it. He's on the ball. He's like, all right, we're going. And we don't know who we is at this point, but we, in quotes, are, we're going to go check this out and see what's happening. Kevin walks into the house and doesn't like what he sees. There's a suitcase partially packed. There's $600 in a wallet sitting on the counter. What kind of fun was he planning to have at this convention? I know. I don't know. Maybe he's one of those people that carries cash. I love those people. I'm not one of them, but I like the idea of it. So Kevin comes downstairs and says, all right, that's it. Everybody out. This is not going to end well. This is a crime scene. And I got chills. I was like, I always remember that part from this episode. Yeah. Because you can see it in your head mm-hmm. and when he's telling it. Um, also, we should note that Kevin has tears in his eyes every time he's interviewed. And it's kind of hard because you, Kevin and Keith were close. Yeah. It's really sad. Um, deputies arrived to the scene. Keith's last known whereabouts were dinner with a friend. And there's video of him leaving a restaurant at 830 at night on Friday night. Mm. And that's the last time anybody has seen him or heard from him. Kevin goes into complete FBI mode. He's ready to, like, figure this out for his brother. Is he he FBI candy, would we call him? I kind of would. I would because his personality, too. Yeah, but he has a bald head. I like that. You do. He is kind of your FBI candy. Mm -hmm. I'm happy that you think he would be. That, That makes me happy. So now the deputies, it's the light of day. This is at night when they're all at the house looking for the first time. And the next morning, they do a daylight search of the property, which is rather large. Uh, Keith's house is big and like on, it looks like it's on like an acre of gorgeous, green, luscious land. It's the, it's a beautiful It's beautiful. There's this huge detached garage. It could have even been a guest house. And the driveway is so, it's one of those long driveways. That I like and I want, but then I think about how long you have to walk to get the mail. And then I go, "Uh, I'm kind of lazy. I think people drive. I think they just back their car up. Have you seen videos of a, or there's a picture of like a guy with his hand out of his car window and he's pushing the huge um, rolling trash bin down (laughs) the driveway while he's driving? He's like rolling it alongside the car. It's peak laziness and and productivity at the same time. And that's That's like a great combination. But would this be also maybe something you'd want one of those little mini cars or like a golf (gasps) cart? A golf cart. Right. That would be perfect for a house like this. I know. It'd be so fun. Okay. So they're doing their daylight. The deputies, um, and I'm assuming 
Kevin, are doing a daylight search of the property and a canine unit finds Keith's body pretty quick. And he is in the shrubs right by the house. He's been shot three times at close range. Everybody goes into shock. The deputies start thinking that it might be a school-related issue. I, I don't know. They bring up school shootings a couple of times in this episode, and I found it really not important. It's just, that's a red herring. Yeah. Like, he, they keep saying people in the town were afraid. This is obviously- Dennis is like, is it a disgruntled parent who's yeah. bad their kid failed? But it's kind of smart. So that's the first thing that they think of is like, could it be that? The principal says he can only think of one incident that would, you know, that the family was really angry. And then they don't tell us what it is. No. And also, he's fairly new at this job, too. So I really want to know what this incident was. Me too. Really bad. No, we don't get it. So what they do find out is that at noon on the Friday before he was found murdered, a stranger came by the school. Some man comes by asking to see Keith by name, asking to see him, and was trying to see some sort of, wanted some information about substitute teaching. Uh Uh Uh-huh. But nobody knows who he was. So we meet the county DA. Um, He's sort of in and out. He's nothing to note with him, I would say. Just your regular. wearing the sweater? Yeah, glasses. Standard DA, fair. Uh, he said that the neighbors heard gunshots around 9 p.m. Why didn't they call the cops? Yeah. Also, where are the neighbors? Because I do not see any houses even close. So how would the neighbors know where the gunshots were? That's what I thought. If the houses are so far apart, you're right. like, it could be that neighbor down the street. Right. They're hearing faint gunshots. Also, but I'm shouldn't sh- they call the cops and say, it no. wasn't like hunting season, right? It was snowing out. But critters. People are shooting at critters? Critters. Oh. That was my thought. It's not nice. No, it it's could have not. Been what happened. No, it's not. Then they find some physical evidence at the scene. There is a soggy receipt in the grass, which is interesting. And then the light bulbs from the exterior lights were all missing. So basically, he wouldn't be able to see when the doorbell rang. He wouldn't be able to see who was at the door at mm-hmm. nighttime. And when you turn on the lights, nothing would happen. At this point, we find out the first OMG moment of the episode, which is that Kevin drove to the scene in a caravan, which we knew because he said we, but the people that were in tow were his 80-year-old parents. Oh, so sad. I was really upset. I was like, leave them at home. They don't need to know this. No, they don't. It's snowing out. Let them say you'll call them later. It's too much. But you know they wanted to. And then they tell this horrible story about the mom trying to cover up the body. I'm like, stop. Oh, my gosh. We didn't. Oh, Oh, yeah. Kevin says, you have to explain to your 80-year-old mother that it's a murder. Try that sometime. It's a crime scene, mom. You can't touch the body. He says, try that sometime to Dennis. Yeah, he does. That's right. Everyone's looking for a suspect. It's clearly nothing related to the school, but that guy might have something to do with it. Mm-hmm. Kevin suggests that the police look at Kimberly. The engagement had recently been called off and their relationship was very up and down. Mm. Kimberly shows up at the scene as, and is incredibly distraught. She was apparently supposed to join him at the conference he was going to go to. And in her text messages to him over the weekend, she's really, really upset. Mm. There's also a picture frame in the master bedroom that had been disrupted, like a picture had been removed, but we never find out what that is. Yeah. Well, they so don't know gonna, what it was because it was removed. But we never, ever find out in the episode. 
So I'm just going to lay that out right now. Yeah. Because I thought about it later and I was like, we never know? Okay, I guess we don't know. Kimberly's really upset. She shows up at the scene. She's really It is so distraught. hard for me that, that you keep saying my name. I don't know how you've done it every time we've had a Katie episode. I like it. We have barely ever had a Katie episode, so I was excited that there was a Kimberly. Uh, and also her hair is long like yours. And yeah. so I got real excited. It's just the Her, different She's color. a lot blonder, and I've never taken the time to put my hair in those ringlet curls. Hot rollers. Yeah. Hot rollers. Okay, hot rollers. But in the interview and stuff, it looks like she wore her hair like yours, though. Straight. Yeah. And down. Yeah. Mm. Do you want to go platinum blonde? No. Darn. Okay. So in her police interrogation, she's really, really upset. She says she would never, ever hurt him no matter what. So apparently she's been trying really hard to get her diploma that he has yeah. at his house. And Why I guess, was it at her house? Why uh, is she looking for it? I guess this is what a lot of the text messages are about over the weekend. It's she kind of she's upset because he's ghosted her, she thinks, and went to the conference without her. But she's more upset that she can't get her diploma back, which she's been is asking she applying for. for a job at Mickey D's. I don't well, understand what she needs the diploma for. So this is, it's a, they say it in one sentence when she, she was on her way to a new job when she gets the call that he's passed. So that Monday morning or that Tuesday morning, she was starting a new job. Do you have to bring your diploma to a new job? Maybe when if you're it's an on your resume that you've graduated? Is she an educator? Is she a teacher? I don't know, but I still don't think you do. It's still bananas. You wouldn't bring your diploma. You would bring some sort of records, like um, records from the school district or something. Like a resume? Graduated. Yeah, and it would be on your resume. But like, I would not bring my college or high school diploma with me to a job. I would bring, if they needed like a transcript yeah. of my grades or something that showed that I graduated, like a like a diploma? What if it's at your parents' house on the wall? You got to go and like take a picture of it or take it under the glass and hand it over at your new job? Well, that makes no sense. Also, she said it was in a bin at his house. Like there were bins of her stuff at his house, which I did not understand because they had never lived together. So I maybe she when did kept, it say they had when did it say they had never lived she together? She said, I'll just go there and get it out of the bins. I'll go through the bins and find it myself. But when did she say they'd never lived together? I just assumed because she has oh. kids. I don't know. I just assume and she doesn't live oh, okay. there. I feel like if they lived together, I don't know, she would have come there. I don't know. Or maybe not because of the kids. Maybe so they may- did live together. So maybe he helped her apply for this job. And so she brought over like all of her stuff, but it's in one of those filing bins. Right. So she brought over all of her papers. And then. Yeah. It's weird. It, like if I had a bunch of stuff that I need to be stored at a friend's house too, I mm-hmm. wouldn't store it at my boyfriend's house who lives like a while away, right? Mm -hmm. Like in a different town, in a different city. No, but they had been on again, off again, I think for like a decade. Yeah. So maybe she would have, maybe at one of the times he moved houses, her stuff got mixed in. But the diploma? Why would you even have that? I don't even know where mine is. Why would you even have it out? I don't know where my high school diploma is. My college diploma is on my parents' wall. Oh, I don't know where that is either. I don't know where anything is. That's all long Your lost. mom has to have it. Well. <laughs> Does she? Does she? <laughs> have okay. we met her? <laughs> I have. I think the chances that she has it are small. Very small. So Comment is redacted. Yeah. 
What are you, what shows have you been watching? Why do you have all the legalese? I don't know. Okay. So she's trying really hard to get her diploma. Um, and the detectives believe her. They don't rule her out, but they do believe her story that she's really upset. And even though she sent all these awful text messages that I guess were filled with the F word and like, I don't care if you're with another woman, et cetera, et cetera. Doesn't Dennis call them really flaming stuff? He did. I ignored it. <laughs> Because I don't think that that, I don't know about that word. I don't I feel think like that's it's, right, Dennis. I don't think that means what you think it means. That's okay. It's okay, I mean, Dennis. He's, try, he's he's taking out his flowery language. We bent. love you, Dennis. He's using it. He's doing good. So then the detectives run the cell phone records of Keith. Uh, they run, the, however that works, the cell phone pings. And turns out that when he is passed away in the bushes, his cell phone is pinging in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania, which is the state capital. Which that, <laughs> I totally that, knew. That means nothing. But side note. I, I knew it. Yeah, you did. So they, for some reason, are calling the phone. I don't, I've never heard that as a tactic before, but they keep calling the phone and somebody finally answers it. And it's a construction worker on a bridge near Harrisburg. And he says he found it, I don't know, doing something, construction. Somebody had clearly tried to throw it out the window. The phone is smashed. Um, but, but it landed on scaffolding instead of going into the river. Yeah, that's that's some bum luck, isn't it? That's for, bad. Not for the cops, but for the killer, yep. Yeah, for the killer, it's pretty dumb. You couldn't have thrown it like a tiny bit harder. yeah. Also, just, you wouldn't you hear like it. You wouldn't off. hear it go cling cling. Like it not if clearly you're didn't fall. It well, yeah. Maybe yeah, they pulled over to throw it. Then they would have seen it and climbed over the railing to get to the scaffolding to get it. That would have been a disaster. And then, yeah. Also, I don't know. None of that makes any difference because of what happens next. Because uh-huh. on Wednesday, a woman calls into the sheriff's department, and she is in a panic. Her name is. Mary Tagnatelli. <laughs> Younger sister of Joey Tribbiani. Correct. Who's Joey Tribbiani? Know. Oh, my God. Sorry, I'm missing. I'm just forgetting. Who is that? Friends. His last name is Tribbiani? Yeah. I don't think I did know that. <laughs> I haven't seen a lot of friends. I don't know get- you haven't. I know I have our it. listeners are going to be shocked. They were something else recently that they were shocked that I didn't had didn't know at all. Oh, okay. I'm sh- they're shocked all the time at the things I don't know. But it's Well, and me too. I you had I don't know what your excuse is. This you can't blame your mom lately. on this one. No, I can't. I just haven't watched were, friends. Yeah. Uh, I'll, were older. I'll do it eventually. I'll just need to be sick for like an extended period. I don't even know like if you like it. You might times. even not like it. I don't like think it. I will. I don't think I like those folks. <laughs> those folks. You don't know if you'll like those folks. Yeah, those young, attractive I'm not, actors. I'm not going to call them friends yet because they're not my friends yet. Oh, they're so, associates, no yeah. acquaintances. Yeah, strangers. Acquaintances. Basically, strangers. Right now, I don't know his last name. So, okay. On Wednesday, woman calls Mary Tagnatelli. Now, the girls have never heard that name before. His daughters, but then Caitlin remembers Keith went on a dinner date a few years back with a woman named Mary while he was on a break from Kimberly. This Kimberly. We were on a break. See, that's another reference you won't get. Okay, continue on. Okay. So the sheriff is super smart and does 
the smartest thing I've heard in a while on a dateline. And he tries, he keeps her on the phone and is like instructing his staff to like get cops to her house because he's tracing the call. I got really excited. We don't often see stuff like that. Yeah. When they're like double dutying it. I love uh, when there's a, it's a joint force. I want to know like, hey, I'm calling from the so-and-so precinct and can you go, you got to go to this lady's house and blow, like, I like that. And then yeah, they help and, each other out. And we're sending our sheriff deputy right now. He's getting in yeah. the car. He's in the car now, but you need to hold her there. Jimmy, you got to hold her there. And it's this like very intense. Yeah. Yeah. I want it to be like that. So she gets picked up and she's in Virginia. So Mary gets picked up and is really happy that they have tissues in the interrogation room because she may need them. That was weird because she's crying hysterically on the phone. And like then they bring her panic. in. Like panic, cannot breathe. And right. then they bring her in and she's making jokes about Thank God they have tissues. I mean, you never know what people's reactions will be like, but it felt like a fast switch. Yeah. (laughs) So Mary has a story to tell. She was recently separated from her husband and had moved her four children upstate New York and joined Match.com because that's what you do when you're separated but not divorced. And then she met Keith. They became friends They talked for a long time. He was super supportive about her separation. She listened to his trouble with Kimberly going back and forth. They finally meet for dinner and they have just one night together. They have dinner and they spend the night and Dennis is extremely delicate about it. You know, he stayed over or whatever. It was sort of funny. Basically, they had a one night stand. But then she decided to work things out with her husband, and he got back together with Kimberly. Does Kimberly know that he was on Match.com? They were on a break. But that doesn't mean that you go on a dating service and look to meet someone. I would, I might be a little upset if I was this That's Kimberly. the whole concept of a break. That's the whole crux of friends. We It means two different things to two different people. Is so it? To Keith on a break might mean, yeah, I can totally, I can seek out, actively seek out other women. But Mm. to Kimberly, she was like maybe working on herself at that time, taking a lot of bubble baths and like spending time with her gal pals. Or maybe she was on eHarmony and he was on (laughs) Match.com. They made the arrangement that like one of them could be on one and the other could be on the other. That could work, yeah. Just in case they got matched together, it would be really bad. Um, no, I would think that would mean they were soulmates. If they got broke up and then were on a break and then got matched together again, wouldn't that be so romantic? I would think that was soulmates. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Uh, I more think that Kimberly was probably not happy when she found out after all this came out. Because yeah, who they, knows? I don't think Kimberly even knew about Mary. I think she, she, yeah, now that she knows he's dead and this stuff came after, I don't yeah. know if it eased the blow that he was dead because he had been hanging out with another girl or if she was just so distraught. She was like, I don't even care what he did. He wasn't an angel, but he was still mine or something. Or you're just totally confused because you feel like you don't know the person at all. Right, right. That might be what happened too. If you're confused and feel like you don't know the person at all and that person is you. Oh. Surprise twist. Check out Better Help. BetterHelp offers therapy with a licensed professional therapist in the privacy of your home, which is your safe place. 
unless you're on Dateline. You can start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. You can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, but you can also send a message to your counselor at any time. So many people have been using BetterHelp that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. Counselors specialized in all kinds of issues like depression, anxiety, relationships like connective friendships, wink, wink, the trauma that comes from losing your diploma, the daily stress of traversing your long driveway, really flaming stuff. Also, this episode is airing the week of Thanksgiving, and whether or not you're spending time with your family this week, they are always there. And so are those family issues. You know you have them. We all do. I hope my family's not listening. Sorry, Joni. BetterHelp is easy. It's totally affordable. It's confidential. What are you waiting for? In all seriousness, we're getting closer, but we're not quite done with 2020. So BetterHelp is the perfect place to process all of those 2020 feels. We want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com forward slash dateline. Join over 1 million people taking charge of their mental health. That is so many people. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash dateline. I want to be one of those people. Do it, Katie. Because we can all use a little better. Help. Now serving one million and one people. Oh, thank you, BetterHelp. Thanks, BetterHelp. So Mary and Keith go their separate ways after talking for a few months and then finally meeting up and doing the deed. Uh, Years later, a couple years later, Mary's marriage falls apart again and they connect through Facebook now, they don't meet up this time, but they have what's called the occasional nighttime phone call, which is weird. I don't even know how the logistics of this happens. I don't know how you work up to this, um, that we're not that innocent. Or as Dennis says, did it get a little steamy, Mary? That is exactly what he says. <laughs> I said, Dennis is asking the tough questions. <laughs> Why is Dennis always in these situations? Why does um, he always, is it just that every Dateline has sex stuff in it? Or do they saddle Dennis with it on purpose? I don't know, because later he has to say, he has to say several times the term phone sex. You're right. I, so yes, they are having occasionally phone sex in their late night phone calls. So we don't know. I, she's like kind of still with her husband. We don't know exactly what Keith and Kimberly's status is when these phone calls are happening. Does it matter? No, because she's about to tell the police about Rob. Rob is her husband. He is histor- he's a historian with the Marines, which made me go, uh-oh. Her <laughs> relationship had been rocky at times, but never so much as when he saw a message from Keith thanking her for the previous night's phone sex. I thought it was her phone, her email. Well, they don't tell us that right away. They say oh, it was okay. a message, but it's actually... Right, an email. Yeah, there were some problems in their relationship. I don't understand how this happened, but she at one point had to give, Mary had to give Rob, her husband, the passwords to all her emails. This was one of the conditions of when they got back together. Right. One of Be- the times, right? Right, to, so that he would trust her again. Yeah. Right, which now he can't because she's having sex phone calls, phone sex phone calls with... Yeah. Uh, no, guy. she calls it a connective friendship. Okay. Come. <laughs> really? 
Is that what she called it? She calls, she goes, I just didn't think it was, we had this just connective friendship. I was like, two seconds ago, you told Dennis you were having phone sex. Yeah, that's... What is connective? That sounds like conscious uncoupling to me or something yes, BS it does. like that. That sounds like a Paltrow word. I don't, yeah. I'm not here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Rob gets very, very upset when he finds out that she had been doing that. Uh, he fires off this super angry email to Keith. Keith responds back and says, you know, back off or I will take action and tell your wife to do the same. I think that tell your wife to do the same was important. Keith was over Mary and her mm-hmm. drama nonsense. Drama. Well, I think Mary was not telling him that they were actually together. There's something right, going on Right, because they do there. say later something like Keith, like something about a woman who he thought was single at the time. Correct. They say yeah. at the very end. Yeah, there's a few telling things in this episode. Um, but Mary is one of our big interviews, so they're not... Uh, they're I not trying I, to be mean to her, right. Yeah, but I think there's some other stuff that we don't get to hear about. So Rob reads Keith's response to his email, gets super mad, and leaves the house. And she says, you know, where are you going, da-da-da? And he says, where do you think I'm going? Or I think you know where I'm going. Something like not telling her, but she knows he's going to go beat him up, right? That's what she thinks is going to happen. But well, she still thinks... She says, I, I, what, you're going to go beat up Keith? And he goes, I guess you know me better than I, you think. Right, exactly. Why do they have these dumb conversations and why does he sound like that too? I just imagine he sounds... Because that's how she's re- recanting it. Does she say it like that too? Yeah. Like, that's why you're hearing it like that. So this is the night before Keith is killed, by the way. This yeah. is the night right before. Rob has what Mary refers to as a tripwire anger that's been slowly getting worse over the last couple of years. And Dennis says that there's a love triangle, but it's only in Rob's mind. Is it Mm. Dennis that says that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, So Mary- I am in a love triangle with Dennis. He is also unaware. So it is a one-way street. That is confusing. Also, is it confusing that the guy's named Keith in this? So we've got a Keith and a Kimberly. Sorry for all the confusion, folks. I should just change the names to protect the innocent, (laughs) which is you. So Mary starts emailing Keith and like tries to warn him. Innocent. But here's the question: Why is she emailing Keith? Call him on the phone. I wrote. Why didn't she call Keith? Does she they, not have his phone number? No, because they had phone sex. So she clearly had his phone oh, number. Oh, you're right. So what's happening? So what is with this email? I'll, what, I'm going to snail mail him that my husband is coming to beat him up. No, what? call him. Do the fastest thing. It's really weird. I wonder if he still has his pager. Yeah. What? Why? What? This is really weird. I'm going to do so, a telegram. No, you have the number. Call or text. And He's the coming. Me- Exactly. And in the meantime, she's trying to get a hold of Rob. She keeps calling him over and over again. Don't do anything stupid or whatever. Rob gets home Saturday morning, tells Mary, I I couldn't find Keith. He was out of town. So then she finds out that Keith was actually shot. And that's when we have the panic phone call to the police. Because do you believe the way she found it out, though? No. I don't believe 90% of that story that I just told. I'm just relaying the facts as they were presented to us in Dateline. And then I plan on refuting them. I googled Keith to see if there was anything incriminating my husband could have found out about Keith. If he googled Keith, what, like about their relationship? Like there was a blog post about it? Or like, what does she think? 
I don't, that sounds so weird to me. I Googled Keith to find out if anything, my husband could have found out anything about him. And that's when I found out he was dead. I don't buy that. She's fibbing about some things. Some things don't ring true. Yeah. There's four or five things that are a little off. So they show Mary in the police interrogation. They show Mary pictures of the stranger who had come by the school looking for a substitute teaching job. And she confirms that it was indeed her husband, Rob. Now, at this point, Rob, when Rob gets back from his little excursion, he tells Mary he suddenly got a new job. So he quits his job at Quantico, which is also another OMG, which is the first time that we hear that he works at Quantico. Yeah. Um, Wow. And then he tells her he quit his job and he got a new job. And then he says, he leaves her a note and says, I'm going on a solo camping trip. You're not invited. Kids aren't invited. I'm going to go off into the woods for a while. Like also, none of this is bringing alarm bells to you. I don't know. I guess this is, and is this all happening right before she found out he was shot? Because it's only the yeah, space she of a found couple out, days. Yeah, she found out right like a, a few days after. So he came home from a mysterious trip where he was gone all night. Sunday quits, or Monday quits his job. Tuesday leaves the note, I'm going off into the woods. I'll be back. Yeah, Maybe. going up into the woods. Yeah, I'm what gonna, I'm gonna squatch so weird. it. You I don't know. gotta know at that point something terrible went wrong in that weekend. He did something terrible. Something he left happened. the house in a blaze of fury, saying, yeah. "I'm gonna kick his a." Yeah, and then you do. You can't get a hold of him. You can't get a hold of Keith, and then he comes home a day and a half later, and then. Quits his job and is going to the and woods. And runs to the woods. But, uh, yeah. See, Without the is... family. Camping trip. You're not allowed to come. Right. So the police get a warrant for for Rob's arrest. They put out an APB for him, and they say he's armed and dangerous, which is... Is that because he's a Marine? Well, they knew he probably had a gun. Right. Because he shot. Well, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I just... I think anyone's armed and dangerous if they have a gun and they just killed someone, Right. It's just the, the one of the first times I've heard it in a dateline. Yeah, that's true. They don't say it a lot. That's a yeah. good point. But then Dennis's next question is to Mary and says, so you you had to go, where were you with the children at this point? And she is so relaxed. And she's like, oh, we were in a hotel. That's how she <laughs> said. What's going on with her? It was a three star. Like I thought they could have put us up in a four star. There wasn't a bathtub and the room service wasn't great. But I thought, well, we're in hiding. So I guess this is the best we can do. So your husband has a hair trigger temper. He just possibly killed a guy that you had a one night stand with. Over and have just, you. And have just been exchanging sexy words with, not sexy body parts, just sexy words. And he went off to fight him. And you're not a little bit scared? No, we were in a hotel. <laughs> they didn't have HBO. <laughs> they had stars. What? You see where I'm getting, right? Like yeah. her, her thing, her answers don't match up to what is actually happening, which yeah. you should be it was so scary. I was really, I was so afraid. I knew yeah. he wouldn't harm the children, but. She doesn't yeah. seem scared enough or that she feels bad enough. Correct. That's 100% correct. And you're right. People act differently in. Mm-hmm. Or they go up to whatever. date, they go on Dateline with the defense mechanism up. Definitely. But there is a few things with her that are 
when we get to the defense, I was sort of not surprised that they mm. use that as a defense is what mm-hmm. I'm going to say. So Rob is quickly arrested driving in a state park. And before we get a, we go to a commercial break, we get a hint about what the defense is. And it is indeed, Mary made me do it. So we opened the conclusion of this episode with the prosecutor stating the evidence of the case, which is his car, Rob's car being seen in the driveway at Keith's house. Rob himself on video at the school. The soggy receipt is a frickin' bank receipt from Rob's bank account. Couldn't they have solved this even before Mary called then, just with the bank receipt? Yeah, that's a really good point. It has his bank account number on it. Really good point. Um, I know it was soggy, but... They also show us how much money he has in his account, which I feel like is incorrect. What was it? I'm not telling. It's rude. It's rude to talk about a murderer's bank account? A little. It's gauche. It's gauche for sure. <laughs> super I don't know tacky. if it's rude. It like is super Like when I try to body shame a killer. Yeah. Wait, is it on the low end or the high end? I was surprised. I thought it would be more because he has a lot of children. But you this could be a different checking money. account. Yeah, especially if he has going to go off into the woods. He's going to need more than this. <laughs> Yeah, this could be a different account. We don't know. This could be his murdering account, like that he keeps just enough in there to like gas for murdering people to get around. But he also got a receipt that was from one of those ATMs that you have to pay the fee. So it wasn't his bank. Dennis calls it a look at me detail. (laughs) Is that what he called it? He goes, oh, that receipt, that's a real look at me detail. And he says detail instead of detail. And he calls it a look at me. I like it because we're going to get to his other favorite phrase in about 20 seconds. Mm -hmm. So, and then there's a bunch of other emails that we don't hear about until this minute. So up until this minute, we think it's just, he sends the email to, and also the emails are difficult because they're all being sent from her email account. He's like forwarded them to himself or to forward them to her. It's very strange. I'm so confused. Um, so it's not just two, one to him, and then the response back, and then he puts his real pants on and gets in the car and drives. It's like a bunch of emails that are all in caps with tons of exclamation points, like, this is your last warning, I know where you are, et cetera, et cetera, right? I will mess your A up. Yeah, lots of A, lots of A words. He's going to mess yeah. his A up. Yeah, which also, again, don't seem like killing emails. No, it seems like I'm going to kick your butt. Yeah. It seems like I want to I want to punch your face mm-hmm. because you did this. Not I yeah. want to shoot you in the back. Oh, and Dennis says real capital letter stuff. <laughs> <gasps> oh, I like that. I missed that. That's really good. Oh, that's good. It's totally what it is. So then Dennis says, and the all but say good night forensic evidence. He does. Okay. We got okay. it twice. Twice. What does this mean for the future? This is the year of say goodnight? That's sad. No, that can't be right. So this must be a very common phrase because he used it recently and then he used it years ago. Still not sure if it's a common phrase or if it's just a dentist phrase. So is this something that maybe we should put on a mug for him? Yeah, maybe. Okay. This is your say goodnight cup of coffee. Yes. (gasps) Say goodnight cup of joe. Yeah, it'd have to be decaf. We got to find out if he likes tea, maybe. But he can still drink it out of a mug. That doesn't. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyways. Um, 
So underneath the driver's seat, there is a gun. And it is wrapped in, quote-unquote, Dennis says, the Stevie email. <laughs> okay, except it's not. It's not the email that's wrapped in. We'll get to that. Um, and there is Keith's blood on the gun and in the barrel. And on his laptop, which they have confiscated, there's a he. it shows he's just bought a one-way ticket to Israel. Again, so, Maybe he wants to hang out with Oriola from the pink skirt plot, who also okay. was going to flee to Israel. They could make a nice life of it together with mm. her twin babies. Yeah. Israel, F- FYI, PSA here, Israel is not your freedom land if you're a murderer. Oh. It's the land of freedom for the Jews. I'm not going to get political. If you've murdered someone, it's not your land of the free home of the brave. Is Rob Jewish? I don't think so. Tagliatelli. No, he's Italian. You don't know. There are Italian Jews, but not that many. Yeah, well. I don't think he's Jewish. This could be one. Okay, so wait, let's talk really quick about the email that the gun is wrapped in, which seems very on purpose. It's very strange. It's from that same Mary's email, but it's forwarded, and it says... Make that Saturday night. They had phone sex. And then right below it was found this one in the sent folder. They had phone sex last night. I'm sorry this has happened, but I'm sure I'll get a divorce. Yeah, I don't know who he's confiding in in these emails. Who yeah, he and it, was sending it to somebody. The, sub, the subject forwarded. is good morning. I don't know. Is he talking to his lawyer? Oh, he does say, I'll be getting, I'm sure I'll be getting a divorce now. Right. Or a friend or a sister. I don't know. But he's literally mm. gone through his wife's email and is just forwarding these emails to somebody else and going, yeah. look, at this is the one where they say they have phone sex. Okay. So then we get to the defense, which this is really interesting. So he goes on and on about how Rob is a Marine with a sterling record and he just happened to marry a woman who wanted any way out of her marriage. Which, yeah, I don't... So she framed her husband for murder? I don't I don't know what the deal but is. But if she framed her husband for murder, she would have called the police that night. And got if she wanted to frame her husband for murder and wanted Keith all to herself, she would have called the police that night and said, my husband is on the way to kill somebody. And then his he would have gotten arrested with a gun in his car. And then Keith would still be alive. Oh, you're right. Instead, she waited until Keith was dead. So then the crime here is even almost worse in my head. So what the defense says is that she left the email open on purpose so that Rob would see it. Again, what's the end game? Maybe it was to get rid of, maybe she was mad at Keith for breaking up with her. And he so did she, break up with her. Well, he did say, get, say your, tell your wife to never to contact me again. And that was after she left the email open. Yeah, that's true. But he was already dating Kimberly. Mm-hmm. Although they were still having phone sex. If she were, if she wanted to get rid of him in one foul swoop, this is a genius plan. You have one person kill the other person, and then the killer goes away to jail, and the other one's dead. Yeah, I think that's what kind of what the defense attorney is trying to do in a way. Say she wanted any way out of her marriage. But they keep saying she wanted Keith, too. And that's yeah, why see, I don't that understand doesn't make it. Sense. I don't know if she did. Okay. So why? Okay. So the, the question is, why wouldn't she call them police 
and tell them she was worried about what her husband might do. Why didn't she call the police, period? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Earlier. No matter what. Why? The night of. Yeah, why? Why do I, you think? She, I honestly don't know. She makes it sound like she didn't really think it was that serious. Like he was just going to have a fight with him. He wasn't really going to kill him. Okay. I, I don't know. Do you think he had a bunch of guns in the house? Do you think she would have known if he, if had, he had taken his gun with him? Do you think she would know when her husband was angrier than angry, where there might be cause for alarm? Yeah. Because she had said in the past she was scared of him and her kids were sometimes scared. So she knows what his temper is like when it's scary. So she must have known. Yeah, I honestly don't know why she just emailed Keith. But then why even email? If you're trying to save Keith's life, why do anything? So you can say later you emailed, but maybe you spelled his name wrong. So they never got, they got bounced back. I don't, why even try if you're trying to save Keith? Why, what do you think? I don't know what she was doing. I I don't either, because this next part is where sort of got all my neurons firing, because she says, Dennis asks her something, and she says, no, 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 I would have never left the email open on purpose. So she, she did leave it open. She did. Yeah. The way that she phrases it as, I would never have left it open on purpose. Yeah. Like she the emphasis it, so I wish is I, on purpose. I wish I had never left it open. Right. So you did leave it open. Yeah. Why did you do that? It's I don't not think... a very sneaky way to have an affair with someone. No, this is, the, this is the opposite. This is a man who has taken your email passwords so he can check your emails. You are leaving it open so to make sure that he sees it. Because so, you want him to be jealous? Because right. she wanted him to appreciate her more? Correct. That's what's bothering me is if this is something petty, if this is something petty like to that. To get his attention. Like, I just need more attention, mm-hmm. which I feel like it might be. It and that's why she's being cagey. to my stomach. Yes. Right, because Keith lost his life because you felt like you needed attention because you weren't fulfilled. Because you needed him to think you were still desirable. Right. So you left that open knowing, hey, mm-hmm. I didn't technically cheat on you. Right. It's really not great. Yeah, if that's and what I'm, it is. I'm hoping that's not it because that's beyond despicable if she did that. Sorry, I don't mean to get upset, but it really made me upset. It made me like, because I couldn't, her reactions are off. Her reactions in the mm-hmm. in police interrogation are off. Mm-hmm. With she her, reminds like, me of that lady in our Patreon of the people in the parking lot having boom boom in the parking lot. And <laughs> yeah. um, she says she's really, really sorry and something about her reminds me of Mary from Housewives. Um, mm. I can't remember what the Patreon's called, but it's a good one. I know what you're talking about. So does this kind of ring like that a little bit? Yeah. Now that you're saying it, yeah. I feel like something's not I right. I just felt something was not right, but I don't know what it is. Yeah. Okay. So the defense goes further and says maybe Mary wrote the emails to Keith to make him, I, I don't, but. To frame her husband. Right. Like that he was threatening. And then what, she went and killed Keith? So this is where I had, okay, remember how I talked about when, no, no, no. When the first emails, so when those very first, in the initial story, it's that Rob sends Keith an email, Keith sends a response back, Rob puts his pants on and goes. 
I don't know if he puts his pants on. That's just what I'm imagining happening is that he's in <laughs> yeah, his boxers. That. Because I imagine that You're he's in his, him boxers, in his boxers and then he goes and puts pants on and is like, I'm leaving. Um, and then she later wrote a bunch of like really incendiary emails mm. to him, mm. making it seem like Rob's a lot madder than he was. But what would the purpose of that be? Rob is already going to kill him. So if Mary did it, what right. if Rob just got mad and left the house? But he went to the school. Oh, that's right. He's he on went camera to the going to the school. Yeah, you're right. Okay, never mind. No, he did it. I'm just saying. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't get it. I don't get it. And again, any of why it. would she want to kill? Well, Keith just to frame her husband, just to get rid of him. Just to get rid of him. Because she was scared of him. Uh. Because she didn't want to divorce him. Uh. They had already split up once before. A billion times before. I think they'd split up several times. Yeah. So just split up again. Unless she was really scared of him. But she doesn't seem scared. We were in a hotel. (laughs) Okay. Anyways. All right. The defense also says that something that's off is that in one of the emails, he... This is the reason they think Mary wrote some of the emails. is because he refers to himself as a former Marine, and Marines do not refer to themselves as former Marines. Once a Marine, always a Marine. I'm a Marine. Also, that's 100% true. If you are still actively working in a Marine capacity at Quantico, you are currently a Marine. No, because that's not—I don't think that's what he was doing at Quantico. Like, he was doing something totally, like, in a side position. He wasn't, like— He's working as a marine historian. Yeah. So you would technically, cons- I mean, you. That I makes need, we're going to need a marine to weigh in on this because I don't know. If I you're think, in the heat of anger, I don't even know what you'd say. I think there is a chance she wrote some of the emails, but I don't know why. And I'm guessing it's because she didn't think that Rob would be dumb enough to leave the gun under his car, but then also wrapped in the oh, email. to frame him to make to it more him. obvious that he did it. So she's not really framing him because he did do it, but just to make there be more evidence against him. Also, I'm really sorry, but I find it hard to believe that, number one, a Marine left a bank receipt with his name on it. At the crime scene But as do you think well. she went there and did it? I don't know, but also leaving the gun under the seat of his car? A what Marine? if it was like a joint thing together? What if it was like one of those datelines where she's like, he's like, hey, I can, I'll stay with you. We can stay together, but we're going to have to kill this lover of yours. That do happened you on a dateline once. And then she like somehow agreed to it and was like, okay, I'll go with you but then framed him along the way because she made him go into the school by himself to be on camera. And then when they were there, she um, took the receipt out of his car and threw it down on the ground so that he they'd know it was him. It doesn't Maybe? really make a lot of sense. Where were the kids? I don't but know. But does this other stuff they make young, sense? They have kids, right? So They do. No but does knows. any of this other stuff make sense to you? Uh, I could buy... It seems way farther fetched that she was in on it than he just called himself a former Marine. I think that somehow, I think that in some capacity, she tried to frame him more. She overframed it. I think that he, there is no way in God's green earth that he left the car wrapped in an email that he printed out from the freaking computer. Yeah, he left the gun 
in a, he would have to print out the emails, Kimberly, to wrap the gun in. Then you got to put ink in the printer because it's out. Right, you got to stop exactly. at Kinko's. Do you see what I'm saying? To put, to to wrap the gun, not wipe the gun clean, but just leave it in the, was he just, did he want to get caught? Then? I he feel like he was like, he knew he would be, get caught. And he's so like, he I'm, go, just, I'm going down. So this he is He thought it. he was going into the woods. Why didn't he take the gun with him? Did he it go was, off into the woods was, without a car? It was. was he caught it was, in the no, woods? It was, he was caught in the in his car and the car that he was caught in had the gun under so the seat. So maybe he was going to kill himself. Wrapped in the, oh, oh, God, that's awful. Maybe he was with the, with the emails. Mm-hmm, he could read the email and then kill himself. Okay, that's awful. And I really hope that's not it. Maybe he'll find a new life in prison um, because the jury took three hours and they found him guilty. Twenty five years. And now we're rooting for life. him. Apparently, I'm not. I'm not rooting for him. I'm not. This is. There's no winners in this. I'm upset. So it, Dennis sums it up really well because Keith was killed completely unnecessarily. He was killed by the husband of a woman he had dinner with once in his life and some phone sex. Yeah. And some sexy phone time, steamy phone time. Yeah. Did it get um, steamy, Mary? And it's at, it's at this time that they say a woman who they all thought was single. This is when they slip it in. Right. Is at this very end, which I thought was, I think that there was probably more to that in this episode that got cut out. And I would yeah. like to hear the extra bits on mm-hmm. that. Uh, Kimberly is also a victim. Yeah. And I said, man, is she ever? Yeah. Because uh, who knows how much she knew about any of this and it all sucks <laughs> like it's crappy yeah and you think like oh if we just hadn't fought that one time and split up he never would have gone on that dinner date with her the worst would be if after all that she's going through some bins in her house and she finds her diploma i really hope to god not <laughs> oh please god no please god no oh no oh no oh no <laughs> And how bad would you feel and all of these angry texts you sent him last yes. and then you found out he was... De- oh, God. Okay. Um, so the children are so sad. Kevin is so sad. Um, it's a ridiculous waste. And that's the end of our... That's the end of At Close Range. Yeah. It was an excellent episode. It's on Oxygen if you guys want to watch it. I think it's just on the NBC site, too. It's probably on the NBC site, too. I went unnecessarily difficult, apparently, and watched it through Oxygen. Um, Can I mention his defense attorney's other argument, which was that who's to say that Rob was the aggressor? They said our client wasn't there, but if he was there, Keith could have been the aggressor. Keith is a large guy, and maybe he got mad. Again, our client wasn't there, but if someone did come to Keith's house and was yelling at them, Keith might have retaliated. Again, our client wasn't there. But if he was, maybe Again, Keith got mad. And then our client had to defend himself if he was there, which he wasn't. So he shot him in the back at close range? Yeah. No. The defense which also, attorney made zero sense. No, none. Oh, and then when they say that he's guilty, the defense attorney looks from side to side, like in the most confused face ever. I totally like, missed that, really. Like, just like he, and then he mouths something to himself. Like, he's just just baffled, like, mouth open, just like, what? Like, where am I? He's what acting. Did I just do? Let, him, let him do his thing. The defense attorney. 
Yeah. He's trying to be like, I don't know how I lost. Well, he did it for sure. Yeah. He for sure did it. But yeah. we just don't know why. I don't understand what's... I don't... For, I, I'm, for um, Mary, who we learn, segue, in to B-roll Bonanza, in, the, in a note that he leaves to her, um, he calls her Bunny. Bunny, yeah. That was his bunny he had to kill for her. That's how so I So I'm feel. sorry. He's super mad because she's been having phone sex with um, a guy that she met on the internet and then leaves her a note and calls her by her sweet nickname. None yeah. of this adds up. We're missing huge parts of this story. Yeah, it's weird. It's very uh, weird. I need to talk to the children. He kind of maybe he thinks she's this sweet, innocent girl and Keith is this like predator, you know? Okay. And Keith is the same guy who she slept with before and like promised never to again and they got back together. My sweet Mary has been corrupted by this Keith guy doing phone sex. She won't do phone sex with me. I don't know. I don't either. Bunny. No. I'm going to nope. start calling you Bunny. Okay. Okay. Because that would make me Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, exactly. Bunny. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what was that that I just did? I don't know, but it was good. It was almost like Jimmy Cagney. Yeah, Bunny. it was weird. Uh, I don't know what I was just doing. What um, else B-roll do you have? Nothing. Just horse and carriage B-roll. Oh, yeah, because they do introduce at the very top of the episode that we are in Amish country. I'm not sure if we are, but I think there might be a horse and carriage. There might be one no, there Amish was. family. There's a horse and carriage. Right. But oh, I you don't mean think there in that town. There's yeah, like I'm not one. sure if it's Amish country. Yeah, I don't know. No, I'll they said one. Amish country. Really? Okay. I think Dana said it. All right. Or maybe I just heard it. I wanted to hear it so badly. Yeah, I do like Amish. I do like Amish country tales. Um, and I like that I added horse B-roll to the bingo cards. So yeah, that's good. It's paid off. We need good to decision. Know it. Did you have any quotes from the episode? But the combustibles are as timeless as the winter fields. <laughs> oh my what? That's not a thing. That Those words don't go. What? The combustibles are as timeless as the winter fields. Now, I did not write down the first part of that sentence that comes before the but. So maybe that makes it make more sense. But I still really liked it. Hmm. Like sands of the hourglass. No, the it is. combustibles are as timeless as the winter <laughs> fields. That should have been it. Also, the winter fields sounds like a family. It the sounds like the Winterfells. Winter, the family Winterfields. It's the got. It's got. It's Game of Thrones. The Winterfells. Oh, there we go. Like All at right. Winterfell. It's not at yeah. people. Winterfell. I think that's what it sounds like to me, at least. Yeah, it definitely does. Um, I did. Did you have anything else that you wanted to discuss? Um, no. Did you have any titles? Um, I had that the sheriff had a really cool mustache, like Bruno Kirby from City Slickers, and. When oh. Harry met Sally. Um, my Where is titles, Bruno Kirby? He died. Oh. Yeah. R.I.P. Bruno. Go ahead. Yeah. Um, okay. Titles. No, I I was terrible. I tried so hard to get somewhere with like the education system. Isosceles love triangle. Oh, that's great. Um, How about an icicles love triangle? Because it's winter. Okay. There okay. we go. Um, climber, I hardly knew her. It was just a friendship. That's good. That's um, funny. Phone sex education. All of these are phone good. Phone sex what's, ed. What's the issue? 
I, I just didn't like him very much. And then I was trying to like A squared plus B squared and couldn't really get there. And I was trying to get some more with principal because he used to be a principal, like principal. It's the principle of the matter. Principal. I couldn't get anywhere. Principalities. Yeah, I couldn't. Mm. And then um, spare the reed and spoil the child. Oh, what? I don't know. Who's the reed? He was reed. Oh, Keith Reed. Okay. Yeah. And he was in the education system. What about pride and principle? Yeah. I don't know what pride has to do with it, but. Because oh, Rob. G- Rob's pride and right. Keith's principle. Right. Can we get anywhere with a Marine and a principal? Or is that just a joke? A Marine and a, marine a principal, principal walk, walk into, into a, a bar. bar. Yeah. Yeah. And what comes out? Dennis Murphy. <laughs> Saying combustible what? <laughs> What's his quote? <laughs> but the uh, combustibles are as timeless as the winter fields. Oh, my goodness. So yeah. good. Let's just call this episode the combustibles, period. <laughs> yes. It's that great. That sounds like a 90s punk band. Um Oh, it does. Yeah, easily. So is that all we have? That's all we have for this episode. Thank you for listening to my choppy recap. I appreciate it. I'll get better. It was wonderful. It was wonderful? It was Wonderfield. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. That's <laughs> no, in my brain. All right. And I, I'm hungry. I, I have low blood sugar. I need. I have a quesadilla downstairs with my name on it. <laughs> it needs to happen. It's probably all soggy now. It definitely is because they put salsa in the quesadilla. No, no, I don't Inside like that. Inside it, no, the pico no, de gallo. No, you Who got does a ration that? your amount that you like. I don't approve of that. I want to put it on myself. I don't want I do it too. inside. Yeah, absolutely. it ruins the cheese. The cheese gets like you know what mm-hmm. I'm talking. About. Yeah, yes, I know. I, uh, trust me, I get it. I know you do. All right. I'm combustible mad right now, <laughs> like a combustible oven. <laughs> I'm combusting out of my shell. <laughs> Don't watch alone. Just don't watch with Bunny. Bunny. <laughs> what is that? What am I doing? I'm not sure. I like it. I just don't know. I don't know what it is. Don't watch alone. Stay in school, kids. Yeah. Great advice. Learn your learn your state capitals. Respect your principal because he's your pal. Yeah. As well as your prince. <laughs> yeah. Prince pals Bye, a lot. <laughs> But I really wanted to watch it and I got really excited because it was on Daily Motion. And I was like, oh, oh, it's here. Did <laughs> you start watching it? And I was like, what woman is hosting this? And the voice is sped up so much oh, that yes. I thought Josh Mankiewicz was a woman. <laughs> and I was like, wow, wow, I can't yeah. do this. I'm not. Sometimes no. they speed up parts, but then they slow down parts. So you see the time slow code down, and you're like, 43 down. minutes, that must be right. But then literally they've sped up parts and then completely cut out chunks. So it'll just be one person talking and then it cuts to like eight scenes later and we don't even know who died. And then it's very frustrating. We why need bother? NBC News to get involved in the yeah. situation. But and like, why bother not being putting helpful. it up at all? If you if you have to do that to avoid copyright infringement, the best part is to point? read the comments because every single comment is what's the point in even putting this up? It's just like eight people took the time to go. Why did you do this? Is it a form of trolling? I feel like it's Dateline yeah. trolling. I'm yeah. upset. I don't like this. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Couple days later, Mary finds Sorry, out. That was he- a weird noise I made. Did it sound like a fart? No, it sounded like a. <laughs> what were you doing? I was doing a, 
Like a... Oh. <laughs> a grumph? Yes. Like, okay, there we I go. I believe that. Sure. <laughs> I redact you that question. You should find that diploma. Yeah, I'm sure You should it's be a... proud. You should put it up on the wall. Be proud of yourself. I have my Monster of the Year award up on the wall. That's something to be proud of. It's better than the diploma. That's Okay. True. Being like such and such, such and such, uh, such and such. Oh, hang on. Who that? Spider. Huge spider. Oh, get it. Did you get it? Huge spider. Did you kill it? I killed it. You did. You killed yeah. a living thing. I did. It was a huge spider. It was coming to kill me. I'm sorry. It wasn't. <laughs> It wanted a snack. It wanted a snack on your toes. Oh, I have goosebumps sorry. all over. I hate that yes. so much. I'm so sorry. <laughs> sorry. Um, Adam, you can take out the spider. Um, or actually leave it in. I'll cut it and put it for something else. So, um, anyways. <laughs>